Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to Hillhead at the Grosvenor. Our service this morning will be led jointly by our Minister Katrina and by Holly. But as usual, everything we need to follow the service is on our printed order of service and on the screen. Please stay if you can and have tea or coffee with us at the end of the service. And today there's a special treat. Ailey will be selling brownies. Good morning. Uh, I'd just like to add my welcome to that of Anne on this really chilly morning. I had to scrape my car even though I was leaving home after nine, which is a bit upsetting. Our call to worship this morning is taken from the Book of Mary by Nicholas Lee, and I invite you to join with me in the words printed in bold type. Blessed is she who consents to the word. Blessed is she who dares. Blessed is she who bears the word. Blessed is she who believes. Blessed is she who kindles the word. Blessed is she who inspires. Blessed is she who sets free the word. Blessed is she who empowers. Blessed is she who gives flesh to the word. Blessed is she who embodies God. We stand if we are able to sing that old Advent hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. <laughs> Oh, 
We come to God in prayer, at the close of which, um, as we usually do, we will join together in the Lord's Prayer, in whichever language we are most comfortable. Let us pray. Holy and incarnate one, at whose unexpected touch the ordinary world is changed with the presence of God. In this Advent season, we pray for those for whom the darkness is so overwhelming that they cannot see you. Those whose, whose lives are spent in poverty, anxiety or hunger. Those whose lives are lonely, those who are exploited or ill. We pray that the light of hope will guide them into your presence. We all are often overwhelmed by our attempts to, to prepare for Christmas. We feel the pressure of all that needs to be done. Searching for gifts, preparing food, and often anxious about the financial implications. We pray that the light of peace will guide all of us into your presence this Advent. We know that for some people, the lead up to Christmas is spent being reminded of all those who have died in the past. Some of us spend this time remembering painful loss, the absence of people we have loved. We remember those for whom this Christmas brings reminders of loss. We make space for our grief. We pause to pray that we also see the fragile signs of hope around us and within us. And in this Advent season, we join our prayers with the prayers of your church throughout the world as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our Yeah. 
it gives me a chance to sneak up the back and pick up the bag with the things I should have had at the front <laughs> and I didn't so thank you you saved me from looking a total idiot so how are the Christmas preparations going everybody are you getting there who's written their cards a few of us um, Who's been doing their Christmas shopping? Yeah. Uh, who's got the tree up? Few people got the tree up. Who's got an advent calendar? Quite a lot of people. Who's got an advent candle? Right, okay, quite a few people. Well, those of us that were here last week will remember that our children and young people, we gave uh, advent candles and calendars and I decided not to post the ones to the people who weren't here and hoped and prayed very hard that they would be here and they are or their representatives are. So we have an advent calendar and an advent candle for Owen and Ethan. So I wonder if um, maybe Owen might be persuaded to come and collect it. If not, maybe mum or dad could collect it. Yes, I think... I think you might just have to eat the chocolate as well, Ailey. I think, that, I think that's... Okay. And I think Heather's here to take one for Kurt. So a little bit of catching up on the chocolates, but I'm sure. And a little bit of candle burning. And Bonnie, who was at a wedding last week, I believe. So, Bonnie, would you like to come and collect your, yours, or do you want me to bring it to you? Which would you prefer? You come and get it, then you could sort of like stay here, then you'll be ready for the next bit, won't you? What do you reckon? There we go, Bonnie. So there's a, a chocolate advent candle, oh, chocolate advent calendar and a candle. I think a chocolate candle would be a bit strange. So we're going to light our second candle in a moment. And I think Carl and Bonnie are doing that for us. Um, Bonnie, just before we do that, would you like to come and find a Christmas decoration that says peace on it and hang it on our little tiny Christmas tree? Can you see the one that says peace? That one, that's right, well done. So can you hang, oops, can you hang it up on our little Christmas tree without it falling over? Oh, well done. Okay, over to you, Carl. May our hearts be filled with peace as we hear the words of a prophet, Isaiah, who told, of, who told of one who would be born the Prince of Peace. The prophet Isaiah said, For us as a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. 
Of the increase of the government and the peace there will be no end. The reign of David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on forever. The zeal of Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Today we light our second candle to remember the women and men who foretold Christ's coming, the candle of peace. Blessed are you, God of the prophets, who spoke through the voices of women and men of faith and promised the day when peace would fill the earth. May we, may we be people of peace, seeing your world with your eyes speaking your words of truth as we await the coming of your Christ, the Prince of Peace. Lord Jesus, the light of the world, the prophet said you would bring peace and save your people in trouble. Give peace in our hearts at Christmas and help us show all the world God's promise of peace. Our first reading is from Samuel. In the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle, David sent Joab with his officers and all Israel with him. They ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained at Jerusalem. It happened late one afternoon when David rose from his couch and was walking about on the roof of the king's house that he saw from the roof a woman bathing and the woman was very beautiful. David sent someone to inquire about the woman. It was reported, this is Bathsheba, daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. So David sent messengers to fetch her and she came to him and he lay with her. Now she was purifying herself after her period. Then she returned to her house. The woman conceived, and she sent and told David, I am pregnant. So David sent word to Joab, send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked how Joab and the people fared and how the war was going. Then David said to Uriah, go down to your house and wash your feet. Uriah went out of the king's house and there followed him a present from the king. But Uriah slept at the entrance of the king's house with all the servants of his Lord and did not go down to his house. When they told David, Uriah did not go down to his house David said to Uriah, you have just come from a journey 
Why did you not go down to your house? Uriah said to David, The ark and Israel and Judah remain in booths, and my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are camping in the open field. Shall I then go to my house to eat and to drink and to lie with my wife? As you live and as your soul lives, I will not do much such a thing. Then David said to Uriah, Remain here today also, and tomorrow I will send you back. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day. On the next day, David invited him to eat and drink in his presence and made him drunk. And in the evening, he went out to lie on his couch with the servants of his Lord, but he did not go down to his house. In the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. In the letter he wrote, set Uriah in the forefront of the hardest fighting and then draw back from him so that he may be struck down and die. Interesting. Right. Now we come to completely different in Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also <coughs> conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her.
The reflection this morning continues on from the reflections offered by Katrina last week. And in many ways, for those of you who've been um, at church for the last three weeks, when taken together this service, last week's service, and the service on the 25th of November led by Kathy Galloway, sort of act together as a short, entirely unintentional series that has happened to span the 16 days of activism against gender-based violence, running from International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women, which is quite difficult to say. Um, I keep saying the um, International Day Against Violence Against Women, and then that doesn't work either. Um, And that's on the 25th of November when Cathy joined us, and it ends with Human Rights Day, which is tomorrow. In these reflections, to remind you, we bring some of the women from the genealogy of Jesus into conversation with Mary, his mother. And I think it it has led to some slightly disjointed Bible readings over the last couple of weeks as we share some sometimes quite brutal Old Testament stories with our more familiar stories that we're used to hearing during Advent. This morning, I'm going to start off with the story of Bathsheba. Um, and I hope that you'll forgive my very, very amateur dramatics. I want you to imagine that a slightly unhinged man is in charge of a country. I know it's really hard, but, but try. Now, I don't know whether we're thinking about the same man. The man I'm thinking about is rumoured to have faced up to a mighty giant armed only with a slingshot. Some say that he once danced before the Lord practically naked. Now, imagine one day men arrive at your house and say that this man, the King of Israel, has summoned you. Imagine when they take you to his palace, they do not take you to the public areas. Imagine that the men take you to the king's private chamber. Imagine they close the door and they leave you alone with the most powerful man in the country. Imagine what happens next. I want you to know that I wasn't in a position to say no. For at a time when my worth as a woman could be measured in livestock, not only was I not a prophet or an advisor to the king. I wasn't even really a citizen. As a woman, I was an object, so said the king. And no one says no to the king. They say that David was a good man who made a mistake. Well, hi, I was that mistake. It was the time of year when the kings go to war. David was meant to be at war with his men, but he wasn't. He was at home. He was supposed to look for wives among the unmarried women, but instead he chose to take me. When I discovered I was pregnant, he should have owned up to what he did, but instead he brought my husband home from war to make it look like the child was his. But Uriah was a good man, and he knew the rules. A leader doesn't sleep in his own bed when the men are at war. When Uriah died, I heard whispers. I heard 
that he wasn't with the other generals, but instead found himself in the thick of it with the infantry. I heard that my husband had gotten himself killed. But you see, Uriah's death gave King David an opportunity. Here I was, a poor grieving widow. I would have to go back to the house of my father. But instead, David heroically took me back into his home to be his wife. I will never forget that day, walking back into the king's home, back into his chambers. When my pregnancy was announced publicly, everyone rejoiced at my good fortune. Not only was I now a queen in the king's court, but I was going to be a mother. But my child died. The king believed that God punished the baby God killed the baby to punish him for what he'd done. As for me, I navigated it like women do. I learnt the ways of the palace and the court. I listened through curtains to prophets and to sages. <coughs> and after years, learning how powerful men played the game, I found my voice. It was decades later, but if I was going to be forced to be part of this story, I was going to do my best to make sure it was a good one. If men were all that mattered, then I was going to do my best to make sure a good man was leading us. So I made sure that David knew what I wanted, my son Solomon to be king. The boy I raised would be a good king. I am the queen. I am the queen of Israel, and it happened to me too. I don't know what you've heard, but it wasn't exactly how they paint it. I didn't actually sit serenely in a blue dress waiting for an angel to come. And I wasn't polishing my already glowing halo and waiting to be the mother of God. For a start, it was never really quiet in my house. People were always coming and going, fetching water, running around after children and animals hanging out the washing, making the meals. My world was a busy one, and I was busy in it. I have learned since I was a little girl that God has a job for each of us to do. And mine involved carrying jars of water from the well, learning how to prepare the food for Shabbat and helping my mother to care for my younger brothers and sisters. And it was into this noisy, chaotic, incredibly normal world that the angel Gabriel unceremoniously appeared. In fact, you might say that he barged in uninvited. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. I haven't even introduced myself to you. I'm Mary. 
you may assume that I'm someone special, that God would speak to me, but actually, do you know what? I'm not anyone special. I am no Sarah, mother of our people. I'm no Rachel or Leah, mothers of the tribes of Israel. I'm no Deborah, wise judge and leader. And I am no Esther, brave queen and saviour of our people. I'm none of these. I'm just a girl. They say that I told the angel this. Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Well, to be honest, that is a bit of an embellishment. I just remember saying this. Yes. I want to be sure that you know that my yes was not passive, it was not meek, and it was not mild. I was the woman who would co-create with God. I was the girl who would carry God in my womb. God who wrestled with Jacob. God who called to Moses from the burning bush. God who called in the night to Samuel. God who called me too. I don't have much to add to those reflections. Just to say that during Advent, we've taken time to remember the women in the family tree of Jesus. Stories that sadly we often don't make time to tell. Perhaps because these are the stories who were prostitutes or who pretended to be prostitutes. The stories of women who were prostitutes or pretended to be prostitutes. The stories of women who were refugees the stories of survivors of sexual assault and a couple of thousand years later, those still are stories that we find it difficult to tell. But today, we remember Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah, the wife of David, the mother of Solomon. We didn't get there today, but a woman of great intellect and political savvy who had the ear of kings. And we remember Mary, the first disciple scandal of the respectable and mother of God. Amen. We join together in our next hymn, For Everyone Born, A Place at the Table.
So we come to God with our prayers for ourselves, for each other, and for the world. Let's pray. God of Shalom, as we await the realisation of your rule of eternal peace, we bring to you our prayers for the world of which we are but a small part. Our prayers today begin right here, in this place, as we open our hearts and minds to you. You know what it is that we need if we are to flourish as the people you made us to be. You know what it is that we need to take up or to lay down if we are to fulfil your call on our lives. You know the things that trouble us, the secrets we keep, the memories we fear to face. And so in the stillness of these moments, we listen carefully for you. From our prayer diary, we name before you the Fraser family, especially giving thanks for Paul, who shares with us his musical giftedness as an act of worship. Please surround him and all his family with your love. In this busy pre-Christmas period, when both school and church are extra hectic, please enable Paul to find moments for himself when he may simply relax and maybe reflect. And we remember his mother, Lily, asking you to watch over her and give her peace.
We pray for our young people and students, so many of whom are busy with exams and other pressures at a time when they are tired and when the distraction of the season makes it extra difficult to focus on work. Grant to them clarity of thought and the ability to do their best, knowing that that is always enough. Among the churches of our Baptist Union here in Scotland, we remember the congregations at Strathendrick and Stromness, each seeking to build community and to reach out to families and children in ways that are appropriate for their contexts. As they prepare Christmas services, may the light of your love shine brightly through them. Still at a national level, how can we not pray for all those involved in the negotiations around Brexit and who at the same time have responsibilities to their own nations, to committees and constituencies, to say nothing of their families or friends? Help us in the midst of our own busyness our own concern, frustration, bewilderment or anger, to remember that these are people not so different from us and that they too need the gift of rest and refreshment. Internationally, we pray for the work of BMS World Mission in India, supporting projects in healthcare and in small businesses, as well as promoting hospitality and well-being for the poorest and most at-risk people. Grant them wisdom and compassion in all they attempt in the name of Christ. And lastly, we pray for the homelands of those who are part of our fellowship here. Nations in the Americas, in Africa, in Asia and the Far East, and in Europe. We know so little of the needs of people in these places. And yet, all of them are known to you. And so in confidence, we lift them to you now. God of Shalom, we add our yes to Mary's yes, our me too to the stories of others me too. So hear our prayers, inspire our lives and accept the gifts of money which we now offer to you in Jesus name. Amen. Gabriel from heaven to
offer these gifts of money and with them we offer you ourselves. Use us, all that we have to touch the world, with the message of your love. God is with us and God will never leave us. Amen. We join together in our last hymn, the words of the Magnificat, Mary's great song of praise, Tell Out My Soul, The Greatness of the Lord. Oh, no. 
say something as we join um, to say the words of the grace to each other. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you.